Thanks to those joining me live and to those that will be joining me and G-Funky on Archive. This is Hispanics Cause and Panic 26th edition. I'll first uh, want to pay tribute to um, Danny Gonzalez, who unfortunately passed away after a shooting at a park during uh, last weekend. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace, champ. We come out chased by hounds. Round and round we go, wearing a pinche rabbit's foot for luck, just ahead of the fucking hounds. Kill all. Get vida es. Get loca vida, home. Como decimos en México, hay que dejarnos de mamadas. No hay que... Los cinturones aquí se hacen a un lado. Hay que pelear por honor y por gloria nada más. I invite him into the ring. And like we say in Mexico, we don't fuck around. We don't, we, don't fight, we don't fight for rings and stuff like that. I don't fear anyone. En este deporte no se viene a jugar y no le tengo miedo a nadie. We don't come to play in this sport. I fear no one in this sport. What's your prediction for the fight, then? Prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. Well, there you go, guys. What's going on, Chief? Bucky, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Besides the uh, wildfire fires we got going on around here, man, it's been like almost two weeks now of just smoky, smoggy, ashes everywhere, man. So, I mean, other than that, it's been good, man. You know, ready to talk some boxing, bro. Absolutely. Uh, Zealots of Israel, Bruce Ghost, Chicano Prophet, you know, uh, the boxing historian, 206. On here, he says, Ari uh, is legend for destroying Floyd Mayweather Jr. 10 years ago. Well, a lot of people haven't forgotten about that. You know what I mean? Uh, man, we definitely look forward to having uh, Ari, the rugged man, on in a little bit, man. He'll be on here, and he'll chop it up with us. He's got a new album, All My Heroes Are Dead. I feel like I feel that way about boxing. It's funky, like all my heroes are dead. Like, you know what I mean? We're just here waiting for some fights or something. <laughs> You know what right, I mean? And, right. Uh, I feel the same or, way, especially about all my heroes too. are retired. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of guys that are, were my inspiration uh, to become a musician, a lot of them have passed on too, man. So you know, I kind of get it. You know. Yeah, 
man, that that's a little depressing right there. But um, first of all, well, what, what what's your reaction to Danny Gonzalez, young fighter, good amateur, great amateur actually. I had a future ahead of him. I just signed with Mayweather, and you know, someone took his life with some bullets in the park. Very very sad, man, to hear that. Um kid with a bright future you know who knows what he could have been you know we can only speculate at this point since he's gone but um it's it's sad to see someone that young uh go and then and and especially to go in a violent way you know um breaks my heart man to see that you know but you know unfortunately the world we live in man this happens too often man hopefully one day we can we can learn from these mistakes man and, and become better as a people man but rest in peace champ yeah, rest in peace to him, man. I talked about it yesterday with Ashy. I mean, these are, I mean, no, nobody wants to see something like this, you know, um, hear about this. And, you know, we, you know, tragic things happen by accident. You know, we, we don't need to be doing it to ourselves like that. You know, uh, mm -hmm. Chris, uh, how's it going to you? Uh, I think I said shout out to Nopal as well. You know, um, definitely the sad news of the weekend for sure. You know, and, um, you know, thoughts and prayers to the family and all that. Um, but um, I, I don't even know what to say, really. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's senseless violence that's yeah. going on. And a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, G-Funky. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's – this yeah. would have been a big headline if all the other stuff wasn't going on. But unfortunately, we are where we are. Chris says, I told you Eddie Hearn was uh, throwing Golden Boy under the bus – uh, I mean, we'll talk about that, Chris, uh, a little later. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that, that for sure. <laughs> yeah. This is the only thing Kendall's going to be talked about in ATP. Make no mistake about that. Shout out to everyone listening on the Leave It in the Ring Network, man. To all our listeners there, well, we appreciate it. All those that listen on demand there on all podcast forums, you catch the show. All right. So shout out to Reggie Owens on here uh, saying salute my peoples. How's it going, man? Um, but, hey, rest in peace to Danny Gonzalez. Hey, Chief Bunky, it's like, what, what do we have to do as boxing fans to just – is it – can we get, like, two back-to-back -back weekends with good fights? <laughs> like, every week there's fighters I never heard about on main events. And I feel like a broken record at this at this point, you know? I mean, I sound so much like a broken record, we have to bring a musician on. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I feel about it. Like, I'm going to get one on a little bit. But, like, what – you know what I mean, right? Like, we can't seem to just get boxing going. Like, all the fights are, like, in October. Like, where's the fights this weekend, man? I, I saw the fights. I don't give a shit if Hoya Gonzalez going to be fighting. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's – sorry. Like, I've been talking about those level fights week after week after week after week after week. Like, God damn it, can I get some good fights, like, now? Why? Why later? Goddamn. What's going on, G-Funky? Am I wrong to be frustrated as a boxing fan with those that run boxing? No, not at all, man. Uh, it's It has been frustrating. I mean, we, you know, we talked about it over the summer, uh, top rank coming back and doing their little summer series. And, you know, we were okay with it. It was average. You know, we gave it average grades. Um, but you know what? I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of average myself. So I'm ready to move on. I mean, this weekend we could have had <laughs> we could have had Tyson and uh, and Roy Jones, but that fight got moved back. 
Um, that's not, I mean, in my opinion, that's not really a big fight that would have any impact on the sport, really. But, you know, there were some people interested in it. Uh, but, we, you know, we got the Charlos coming up in a couple weeks, their pay-per-view. And the next month, we got some good stuff. Um, you know, November, there's a, a big couple big pay-per-views there. So we'll see, man. Uh, but I am running, I am, my patience is running real thin at this point, you know. Worn my thin patience. as a boxing fan. <laughs> like, I, I am... We were left with no boxing for a month and a half, and then they started slowly. They gave us some. We're like, we accepted it for a month or two because we just wanted something. You know what I mean? But now it's like, come on. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, no Paul said it. No Independence Day fight. No, no King says September, a big event. You know what I mean? Like, what? That doesn't make sense, bro. Everybody's dropping the ball, the, the ball, bro. Next week, Chris is excited about Chavez Jr. versus El Travieso in an exhibition. <laughs> uh, I'm not excited, but I'll be watching it because I was a big Chavez fan growing up. So, yeah, he's going to get Travieso, man, for sure. <laughs> hey, Chavez wants to loy you, Funky. What's up? In an exhibition, he said uh, he'll put a beating on him. What do you think? We're talking Chavez Jr., right? No, senior. <laughs> senior? <laughs> he wants a third fight with Eloya, bro. Dude's crazy. He's like 60 years old, okay? But, uh, hey, let, let, let's bring on. <laughs> Ari the Rugged Man, bro. How's it going, man? Hey, what's up? I just went from Central Islip to Center Reach. You don't know how far that is. It's about 20-something minutes, but going through stop signs, trying to get here on time. I forgot about the interview, man. I'm I'm sorry about that. So didn't mean sorry. to be a couple minutes late. I'm, I'm, I'm one of them rappers that's usually on time all the time. How are you guys doing? Hey, man, well, we appreciate man. you. Uh, for us, this is on time. Like, boxers never come on time. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm, right. I'm, I'm one of the rappers that, like, I'm always at the airport, like, three hours early. I'm, I'm early for everything. So I was like, oh, oh can we curse on you? No, nah, like, yeah. yeah, of course. Fuck yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, he said, fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, like, <laughs> so I was rushing in the car. Damn, you seen I sent you my GPS. Like, look, I'm 10 minutes away. I'm coming. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, first of all, thank you for coming on HCP, Hispanics, Carlos, and Panic. Uh, you're familiar with Juan Lascano? Yeah, of course. What happened? All right. No, I, I've just the, the name of the show is named after him pretty much. Oh, okay, uh, okay. So I'm from El Paso, right? He grew up in El Paso, Texas. Chief yeah. Punk from Sacramento. He's fought out of Sacramento. That's where the name comes from. Okay, but okay. Uh, so that's just how that goes, man. Well, first of all. Yeah, what's, uh, what's, what's he up to these days? Oh, man, I heard some bad things. I don't want to, you know, put some bad information out there, but a friend of mine who was a professional years back uh, trained with Lascano, and, um, you know, he told me he's not doing so well right now. That's really all I want to (laughs) say. Well, well, um, you know, I'm 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 guessing drugs then because the world is destroyed by drugs right now. Everybody's on all different drugs. It's it's a freaking nightmare, man. I used to like to watch that guy fight too. I'm not saying that's what it is, but that's my guess. You know, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was he was an entertaining fight, and he'd fight anybody. You know, so yeah. yeah absolutely, man. Um, I, I want to start off by asking about your album. It came out in April, right, or June, or when did it come out? Yeah, it just came out. Who cares the exact month? It just came out. All my heroes are dead. If you're watching, it's in stores right now. Nineteen brand new songs. A lot of legends, a lot of legendary DJs, a lot of legendary producers, a lot of legendary MCs, you know, a lot of dope musicians. It's really a really something I worked hard on, and I'm very proud of it. Yep. So. Okay. Um, here's my first thing I'm wondering because I mean a lot of work goes into making an album, you know. 
Well, it depends, depends whose album it is. Some of them, they, they, these days, a kid will <laughs> mumble yeah. in the studio for three seconds. Eh, the song's done, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard your stuff. Your stuff's good. You know, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm reminds me a lot of old school hip hop, but talking about modern day stuff, we're very interesting. Um, but, but it was a lot of hard work, I imagine. I mean, you know. Yeah, we, we like the hardest amount of work was the, the musical element because I, it, you know, I did a long album and I wanted to be cohesive and I wanted to kind of almost like it was a musical score. So like if there was a dramatic moment on the, on, on the lyricism, I had live musicians come in and play certain elements. And like, I really, uh, we spent, me and the engineer, Chris Conway, spent a lot of time on musical elements and arrangement and, you know, just, just, yeah, we spent our time on it to make it really, really work as an album, you know? So I'm very proud of this one. I really think it's uh, something I'm very proud of. And when I'm gone, I'm, I'm glad that it exists on this this uh, this planet, you know? For the short time you're here, you could do something special. I think I did something special with this one, so. Yeah, this is a really good album. I do recommend people, again, all my heroes are dead. Check that out, guys. But the reason I'm asking this question is, after all that work, and I'm looking at the date it was released, like... I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. Yeah, yeah. Or you can't like, you know, go to different states around the world. Yeah. Well, what's? I, I'm sure that was not part of the plan. Well, no, the plan was to make a fucking brilliant album. Everybody likes it, and then you tour the world and make tons of money because you make you make money every single night because you're doing a show every night. You, you know, you do 150, 200 shows that year. That was my plan, but uh, you know. The whole world, you know, look at the fighters. They, you know, they weren't able to fight at first. Fights were getting canceled, but now they're figuring it out. But, uh, but like, like me too, though. Now they're figuring it out. I, you know, I, I had, you know, a lot of European dates scheduled. They got rescheduled, and then now they're rescheduled again for April. But um, I got four dates in October. I'm playing uh, Italy and 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 uh, Switzerland, Basel, and and Belgium, and and. Uh, Romania, so so you know the shows are starting. It's the, it's a small step, four shows. Usually I'd be disappointed, like four shows. What kind of tour is that? But now I'm like four shows, yes, four <laughs> shows. you know. And I'm not getting paid as much as I usually do for some of them because a couple of them, they're like, yeah, we can't put 450 people in here when I'm loud. We have to do like 150 people and keep distance. And so are you willing to take a pay cut to do, you know, because we can't make the same amount of money. So you got to make that decision. Do you go like, okay, we're going to play for a smaller room to, you know, do a little small concert for 150, you know, loyal fans and put some money in your pocket. Yeah, sure. I'll do it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could just imagine that that had to be really frustrating because that just like as soon as you finish the album and then whoa, like what's up? You know this invisible thing showed up. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Life though, yeah. you know we all been hit hard. So if if you lose some money, that's life. I can't, you know, it it, it didn't even hit me that hard. It was you know because I got to spend some time with my kids and and you know. Uh, I was looking forward to touring, obviously, and I was looking forward to make a lot of money and put it away for my children for the future. But life, you know, anything could happen. So, you know, losing some money ain't that big a fucking deal. You know, you could lose the person you love the most tomorrow. This person, you know, only here for a short time. So if you're going to let money destroy you and really kick you in the ass. I was very excited 
the reception that the album got. Like the 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 reaction I wanted by the people who heard it really was what I wanted. And uh, say I was touring the world, making tons of money, and everybody kind of did, didn't understand where I was going with the album, I probably would have been heartbroken, you know. But the fact that the world love really loves this album, and I'm you know I take that over the money sometimes, you know, which is kind of the story of my life oh you know art over money but it's really how my brain works you know i'd rather have a, a something like like i said because when you're gone the money ain't here no more so and uh i'm, I'm proud of my record so so that's more important than uh doing shows every single night making hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> yeah, yeah. and so that's, i gotta tell that's, I'm sorry, Dissal, but that's that's a rare thing to hear from people uh, that that are in the music industry to say, you know what, I prefer the art, you know, or at least you know take time to make something really, really good. Like you said earlier, some guys will go on there and just mumble a few words, and then boom, it's a hit record. You know, like <laughs> uh, your yeah. your album was a breath of fresh air to me, man. I just want to say that, you know. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it, man. You know, you know because it's easy to just rap over beats. I could do, a, you know. If I put an album out every six months and just rapping over beats, you know, I could could do that easily, but I would, you know, wouldn't be happy with the product. So, you know, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, this is a really good album, man. I did listen through it. Um, the, some of the songs are pretty intense, bro. Like the that song, "Wondering." Oh yeah, I, I heard that song. And then I was mad at the like I was mad at that rapist. Like, you know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. the guy died, did he ride in hell? Like, what happened? I was just wondering. Yeah, well, no, it's a story, it's a yeah. true story where, you know, yeah. uh he just keeps going, you know. And that the, the story's based on a real girl that I know, and uh she didn't kill herself. That that's based, you know, each one of the stories is based on two or three people, you know, but the actual rape of that one was based on something, the popular kid. And like he had did it to a couple other girls and kind of everybody just went on with life and it happened, you know? So, uh, uh, and like the, the heroin addiction story was based on a guy who I know who passed and then a relative I know who passed. And then, um, it was also based on, you know, the, the mother who loses her child uh, which, you know, my sister lost, not to drugs, but she had lost her, her son and my father had lo and, and, and mother had lost their daughter and their son. So it was like, you know, adding all the stories into one, look, look, the family, the boys addicted and then loss and how you deal with the death of the person you love more than anything in the world. So yeah, that song is a little bit, it's a little hard, you know, to some yeah. people and, and a lot of people crying when we played it for them in the studio and, and that, you know, that's when you knew you, you did it right. When you could bring out emotion to people and make them cry like that, you know? So. Yes. Absolutely. Cause it hits home with some people, you know, everybody, you know, has tragedies happen to them in life. Not, not those specific ones, but things, you know, that happen. So that's, I mean, to me, that's a sign of a good artist, man. When you can hit home with people, when you can relate to them on a certain level. And I think that that's a, a, a great thing there, man. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate that, man. And, and you know, uh, we're just writing words on paper and recording them. And, you know, sometimes we don't realize the effect we have on people because, like, you get these messages in your inbox of some people who, who are ready to end their life or somebody who might have had a, you know, lost 
their ch children or like all these incredibly sad stories and they come and hit us up in our inboxes to tell us like look your your music is helping us survive these these tragedies in our life and it's like wow wow like my fucking little song that i wrote with my little pen and just said it you know so and, and you know i'm not the only one obviously i'm, I'm extra special because of it it's just that uh you know people in society you know gravitate towards music a lot and and you know our words inspire or affect people more than we we realize when we're in the booth just saying them you know so yeah yeah you know there was another song i, I actually I, I forget what song it was but you'll probably know right away uh we were rapping about you know talking to a girl that you tell her you like boxing she's not you know i like i'm into mma yeah, <laughs> I can relate to that a lot, dude. Yeah, like, of course. Watch yeah. boxing, but they watch MMA. Yeah, well, know? that song was was a, a song that we were making fun of ourselves, like with the throwbacks. Yeah. And I'm yeah. dating uh, dating a girl that was born the year that Big Daddy Kane came out, and you know I was already rapping and had my boombox, you know. So it was from different generations. So obviously, you see that generational thing where like the old school cat will be like, I fuck with boxing. Boxing is my shit. I'm from the era of Marvin Hagler. And they'd be like, yo, I like, you know, uh, who's the idiot Irish guy uh, at Fort Floyd? Uh, um, uh, you know. Uh, Irish guy? Oh, yeah, uh, Conor McGregor? Uh, Conor, yeah, I, I, Conor McGregor or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> like, yeah, fuck Conor. Fuck that shit, you know, but yeah, but it's not, <laughs> no disrespect to MMA as a sport, though. I actually, you know, before he got injured in that one fight and before he started losing, I was, uh, I thought Anderson Silva was pretty spectacular because he, he used his feet almost as, as hand game, like the same way boxers use their hands. He was like, you know, his kick, you know, and his striking, he was interested in the sport. I like that. He was like doing, he was making MMA into like a chess match. You know, where a lot of the fans almost complain sometimes, like, oh, he was running away. He wasn't, he, it's like, oh, he's, you know, it's more to, more to, you know, combat sports than just attack and kill, you know, right. it's, it's, you know, I like the thinking fighters. You know who I loved, who, who just put up a funny video today was uh, in the nineties or no, no, I guess two that, no, I guess late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, I was a fan of the heavyweight Chris Bird. Remember that guy? Oh yeah. That heavyweight too, yeah. Yeah, he he's on the internet now, 50 years old with his shirt off. He's skinny as hell, but like with muscles now, he's like vegan and and uh, he's talking about making a comeback now. He said he's going to win the middleweight champion in the world. I'm like, oh, these old guys got to stop, man. They got to stop. But he was, uh, he was, uh, I loved him as a heavyweight. Some people didn't like his style because it was too much of a chess, chess game, you know, and he didn't have no power. They like knockouts at heavyweight, but this was a guy at middleweight you know, moved up to heavyweight, had a middleweight punch. He was, you know, and he just beat these, He, I mean, he fought all the monsters. He lost to some and he beat some, you know. He lost to Ibear Bucci, but he beat Klitschko, Amanda Holyfield, David Tua. Like, he was, you know, I really loved that style of, of you know, being able, you know, being, uh, having the guts to go in there with all monsters, you know. He lost to the other Klitschko brother, you know, but he, he was, uh, I like Chris Bird. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris had to fight like that. Mm -hmm. You know, what's he gonna do? Stand and trade with these guys? Like, nah. Like, or, or he could have acted like a normal person and fought at middleweight, <laughs> you know, where, where he belonged. You know, so so. Yeah, you could say that again. But, but I, yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoyed watching that style. But I remember when it, when I'd say that publicly, people were like Chris. I don't like like a lot of people didn't like yeah. Chris, but I like Chris. 
Yeah, I like Chris a lot. You know, you mentioned him, and people are already in the chat. Like, have you asked him about Floyd? Have you asked him about Floyd? You know, um, how did that go down in that radio's that radio show? Oh, well, I the thing is, I, I, somebody asked me about Floyd while I was doing an interview. Randomly right. asked me about Floyd, and then um, uh, I said, "Yo, Floyd is like one of the most talented guys in the whole game, but like he needs to fight better opposition." And apparently he was listening, or, or maybe 50 was listening because it was Shade 4-5. I don't know who the fuck was listening, but somebody was listening and said, yo, Floyd, uh, this guy said, said you ain't fighting. You know, so Floyd has the ego. So Floyd just called up like, hey, what's up, fellas? You know? So I was like, who is this? He's like, Floyd Mayweather. I was like, yo, when are you going to fight somebody in the top three in your own weight class, you know? <laughs> yeah, at but, that but, time he hadn't fought anybody. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, you know, but but um, the thing with Floyd is, you know, years later, you know, you go from a f- fan standpoint, and you come from the era where, like, you know, uh, Ma, uh, um, Sugar Ray Leonard was fighting, you know, Tommy Hearns when they were both in their prime, and you know, like everybody, you know, the tough fights eventually got made in in the prime of their careers. So I came from that era of growing up watching that, but now it's a different game. It's a business, you know, like Canelo waits for GGG to look slow when he gets older. And now it's the time to fight him. You know, it's like, it's a different, uh, it's a whole different, uh, you know, Pacquiao and, and Floyd Mayweather fought like six and a half years late, you know, like, uh, you know, after Pacquiao already got knocked out cold by Marquez and, you know, and, and neither guy had knocked anybody out in like a decade. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. This is, so it's a different era. And Floyd, um, he has this motto where it's, uh, which is smart. It's a businessman, but I'm not from that era. Like, you know, I'm the art guy. Remember the art over money guy? Right, right. <laughs> he, 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 uh, he has that motto, highest reward for the least risk. So you fight a bigger name when he's not, the, you know, that, that's what he did. You know, you fight instead of, uh, uh, instead of uh, who was the, the crazy how to help uh, Paul Williams, Margarito. Instead of fighting Margarito on Paul Williams, you fight Baldemir because, you know, you fight Zab Judah, you fight these guys, you know, it's like, uh, so, you know, he knew the big name names over that. So he made a lot of money doing that. And look at, look at his last fight. He fought the biggest name in MMA and made more money than almost every fight he ever, or probably more money than any fight he ever made for Conor McGregor, you know, and, and the fans, right ate it up and bought the bullshit, you know? Just like they ate up Manny Pacquiao and Mayweather. I remember they were like, this is like the thrill in Manila. This is like, no, it's not. Dude, he bragged about it. Like, he was calling it the biggest heist in the history of boxing. He was dressed up as a burglar and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, he did it in front of everybody's face. By the way, yeah. um, as someone who's been watching boxing my whole life, I just want your opinion on this, but, dude, I know for a fact he carried Connor. I know oh, for yeah. a fact. Yeah, but even though... Uh, yeah, the, the, the MMA fans were so ignorant and stupid. They really believed that this guy had a shot. And then they were like, look, he landed more. I'm like, yeah, because when a man is a threat, Floyd purposely makes sure he doesn't. He fights defensive. He makes sure not to. They, he was fighting kind of like this, just moving forward the whole time. Like, this guy can't punch for shit. He punches Ooh. like a bitch. Like, kind of can't punch. He's, he's not He's not a he's not a professional pugilist. He's a fucking MMA fighter. So, so in the first round, uh, uh, kind of hit him with, like, an uppercut. It didn't even do shit. 
And then Floyd's like, oh, this guy hits like a girl. I got this. You know, I could walk forward, have fun, not even give a shit. Like, you know. And then, and then the MMA fans like, oh, look, Connor's doing good. No, he didn't do good. He's just did you know, Did you know Floyd bet on himself on the over-under in that fight? He did? Yeah. Isn't that illegal? Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> Are you positive about that? Because that got to be illegal. He bragged about it. Like, he bragged about it. And he actually did say, he said, at first, they, w- they wouldn't let me do a certain amount, but well, why would I do that if, if I, I want to make I don't know if that's true. It, I'm not saying it's not either. I'm not going to, you know, because right, right. it could be true. But I re- I feel like that's illegal. Like, like I think. It should that, be. I mean, if you do that shit in baseball, you're destroyed, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> but boxing, you could be like, fuck it. I'm just going to do whatever round. Or, or maybe can bet on themselves. Oh, they can? Yeah. Christy Martin was on our show. She said she bet on herself in fights. Yeah. It shouldn't happen. I agree with you 100%. There's so many over and under. So if I last over six rounds, then I get this much more money. The over under was in a 10th, and that's when Floyd stopped him. Wow. You know, know, I'm ignorant now because I I just. I just figured, okay, I got you. Yeah, because I remember there was people, uh, Bernard Hopkins, you're right, you're allowed to bet on yourself. It just went over my head because I was thinking, oh, we carried the fight to make the – I got you. But, they should um, stop that, though. They shouldn't allow fighters to bet. To but bet uh, I remember B-Hop, um, when he fought Trinidad, he put Golden Palace on his back. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And I believe that they paid him three hundred grand to do it. But then B Hop, I believe, put the three hundred grand on himself, winning the fight, and turned it into like three million. It's some shit. I forgot what it was. You know? Wow, so, breaking my heart with that one, man. I was a big Trinidad fan. Oh, I love Trinidad <laughs> to death, man. I love him. But I'm, I, you know what? I was a huge B Hop fan, and that that was one of you know I got a lot of predictions wrong in my life, like everybody. But there were certain ones where that one I went publicly and told everybody to Max Kellerman. I told everybody, I said, you know, uh, uh, B-Hop's going to beat Trinidad. He's 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 had too long of a career at middleweight. And he uh, if he loses the first huge superstar name that he fights, that all goes down the drain. You know, like, you know, like they're all going to oh, see what happens when you fight a superstar. And it's the same thing that happened to GGG, except he GGG couldn't beat, you know, Canelo on the cards, you know, Uh but you know, he, he everybody avoided him for for the whole his whole career. You know, Sergio Martinez avoided him, Cotto avoided him, uh, Canelo avoided him. You know, when he was in his prime, and then you know he gets to fight Canelo when he slows up and and not looking as good. And and now everyone's like, see, he never beat anybody. He's always overrated. It's like, no, he's in his thirties, and he's done, kind of. You know, but uh, not done. But you, you know, what I mean, because because he he's in my opinion, he beat you know uh, Canelo both times, and Canelo. Was juicing in the one fight, definite, probably both, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely juicing. Allegedly, I guess I can't legally say it, but he was definitely right. juicing, in my opinion. Allegedly, I guess I got to throw that in there in the sure. fucking in the one seventy five fight where you go to Sergey uh, Kovalev like one and he's like a big like come on man, boxing's fucked up, and now he's suing a, a Zan and and a Golden Boy after all the hiding of of his foulness that they've done <laughs> right. i almost feel like they should call him and be like look um i, I gotta tell you Ari, we got a lot of canelo fans in the yeah, chat right. but well, it's that's right. what happens when it's the biggest superstar on the planet sure. you're gonna have fans you know there's a lot yeah. of uh there's a lot of um 
I don't know who's a pop star. There's a lot of uh, pop star fans too, but you know, sure. Canelo's a pop star. You know, he's a pop star. You know, he could fight. He could fight. Right. But, you know that the the, the the juiced up 175 guy. I don't believe him. Believe that version. Wow. Well, I don't hey. believe, you know, the, yeah, I don't believe that guy's real. You know, so. Yeah. Well, hey man, I want to ask you. Uh, not to go off the boxing topic, this is a boxing show, but I want to ask you about one of the songs on the album, uh, The Golden Oldies. Um, I think that's probably my favorite song on on, on the album because I feel like you, uh, you know, you, 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 you paid great tribute to some of the old school guys, man. Like I heard you mention uh, Melly Mel, uh, Kumo D, Big Daddy Kane. Um, even the line from uh, the Gangstar line, the lemonade was a popular drink and it still is. Oh, great stuff, man. I wanted to share something with you. I actually got the single album from that Gangstar, <laughs> uh, that Gangstar line. Just classic stuff, man. And uh, I love it, man. I, I, I think that your album, man, really uh, brought me back to those days, man. Um, Thank you. What was, your, uh, what was the inspiration for that song, man? Well, Slug actually came at me with his verse first, and it was like about being old. So I was like, okay, I don't want to do the same angle he did, you know? Uh, so how can I make it interesting in my way without doing the same thing he's doing, you know? So I said, oh, you know, you'll do the analogy of a relationship. You're dating this girl it's, that's, uh, you know, born the golden era of hip-hop, 88. And, uh, you know, and show the conflicts of generations through that, you know? So, so that's where that came from. And the chorus... Um, Eamon, who does the chorus, he, we originally drew a whole bunch of old school choruses up and we were like, you know, uh, uh, clap your hands, everybody. We did all these like, like old school hip hop chants. And then when we were mixing the record, we were like, nah, we're talking about, you know, we're still, lemonade was a popular drink and it still is, you know, slug atmosphere, already the rugged man, still that popular drink. Just rock with that. And it worked, you know? Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. And I, I like a lot of the guys that you uh, featured. Brought back a lot of good memories. Guys from the Wu-Tang, uh, uh, Ghostface, Killa, and Inspector Deck. Uh, cool G Rap, my God. I mean, he that guy it. is a... He, yeah. went, he went crazy. Yo, are, are the Canelo, Canelo kids all killing me in the comments? Is that what you, you look all quiet? <laughs> No, no, no. They're 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 behaving right now. They'll they'll no, kill us for it later. <laughs> I know they get sensitive. You can't you can't say nothing about a famous person. It's just crazy. But hey, it's who's all right. this guy? Don't uh, hate. Congratulate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, eating yeah. them butyrol hamburgers. <laughs> hey, but he, score, he schooled them twice. So him getting beat up and walking back with scared to death of GGG in the first fight. That's schooling them. That's your idea. Schooling them. I'll say this. This is what I'll say. In the first fight, Canelo moved a lot in that and he fight. Lost, clearly. You know? And he, he lost, lost clearly. Well, Triple G came out and he said, uh, he didn't fight me Mexican style, right? Oh, the second and fight he, he did. He uh uh Canelo stepped it up. I, but, yeah. I think Triple G moved around a little too much in that second fight, I think. But why was it, why was there a second fight? Because they robbed him the first fight, and he was the cash cow. So they said, "How do how we got to change?" <laughs> you know what I mean? That's Money. another payday too. And the yeah. judges and Golden Boy and yeah, they they're getting what they deserve for, for for robbing the public. Now, uh, 
Canelo yeah. uh, uh, turned turned on them. Well, hey, I was man, I'm right there that. with you, man. Uh, I've been getting dragged through the dirt because I'm one of the rare guys that thinks the same way as you. I felt GDG won both times. Well, I, it's not, it's not sure a rare. It's, it's not a rare guy. That's, there's a lot of people in the world. Maybe maybe in your your thing because you know uh, yeah. Canelo's yeah. popular or something. But like, there's a lot of people in the world that uh, if you look around that that were like, yeah, they, people. So there's, like a lot, there's a lot of people that believe in reality. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I. I Hey man, I had Canelo winning that second fight. Okay, if if you go take oh, yeah. the system. Well, you know, you know, you know um, there were some people I respect that that thought it went either way, you know. Yeah. But um, uh, you know, but like I said, the way they got it to that second fight was, uh, you know, by cheating, cheating Canelo, uh, um, GGG to make the the next fight. And, you know, and Canelo can't win on the card against that kid. You know, he can't. And now he's even older. It's his third fight. It's like, oh, yeah, they, you know. Yeah. So. Well, speaking of Canelo and speaking about celebrities and all this stuff, um, the zone, man, I don't think, like, the people that own that app really know. And the reason I'm saying this is because, they decided that putting two YouTube celebrities on a main event, right, and put Devin Haney, a young up-and-coming fighter, on the undercard was a smart idea, right? So now they're, they're having issues with Ryan Garcia, who wants to get paid more money because he has a lot of Instagram followers and, like, stuff that was never an issue. And then now I'm getting word that at first I thought does don't said no to his, him fighting his sparring partner. That's who he was going to fight. Right, that that Advil urine, whatever the dude's name is, is his sparring partner, and that dude had a loss two years ago and hasn't fought since. Right, uh, yeah. so I get why the zone said no to that fight. Right, yeah. but now I'm getting word that they were saying no to Billy Joe Saunders, to Callum Smith, who are pretty good opponents, and um, they wanted Canelo to fight khabib the he wanted to box khabib from the ufc masvidal and or conor mcgregor well, well, here's the thing oh yeah but here's the thing though yeah when you pay a guy 500 million dollars that's what they're looking for they're looking for dollar signs right. callum callum smith is for the boxing heads billy billy uh sanders uh is for the boxing heads that would be a good interesting fight that the sanders and, and yeah. canelo it's not going to generate money like Khabib. Khabib would make, you know, so they try, they, they, they overpriced Canelo. They, 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 $500 million for this guy. They're not going to make that. So, um, they, the only way they could do it is if they do celebrity shit. And that's, that's what sells tickets. They learned it from Floyd. They learned it from the other event that you said they did. They learned it from, uh, look what was about to happen. Roy Jones versus Mike Tyson. They, they you know the big they just took these big famous names that don't even box anymore and, and it was right. and that's the fight that everyone was talking about we're in a dumbed down celebrity culture and that's how to make money it's like look at our president is fucking donald fucking trump it's it's a celebrity culture look at right. kim kardashian that doesn't even do anything she's the most famous person on the you know so it's not about boxing skills anymore and when you put up 500 million dollars they want to make some of that money and the way to make that money is, you know, if they do a Sanders fight, they'll lose. What are they going to make on that fight? They're going to have us watching it. I don't even know if I'll watch it, you know, because because he'll be, you know, Canelo coming juicy, you know. <laughs> you, know I don't, you know, I don't know if I support that no more. Hey. Didn't Sanders get caught cheating too? 
with juice? Yeah, oh, Sanders yes, got caught. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so we'll have two of them. Yeah, you know, fuck that. You know, yeah. I, I can't deal with all the steroid use in the sport no more either. You know, it's like, uh, it's like, come on, guys, you're putting people's lives in, li- in line, you know, on the line, you know, and and then you got just like the Povetkin fight. I just talked about this recently, but like, I, I I'm a fan of Povetkin's past, his career. But then when you get busted twice for juicing and now you're 41 years old and you punch a guy with one, you're like a beautiful combination. It was beautiful, but, you know, and he's knocked out. It's like, you know, maybe he wasn't juicing, but, like, once you get caught twice, I'm looking at the, yeah, come on, he's a juice head. That, that's what, what starts going through my head now. It's like it's a turnoff of the sport for me, man. It's, it's you know, and, and, you know, it was probably going on earlier. And I wasn't educated on it, you know. That you know, you, you hear these stories about the, the legends like Holyfield and Roy Jones and these guys, but you know, uh, it, it's tough. And you know, you know who was speaking up against it. Now he's in trouble for, for some some uh, racial comments or something that was said. But Paulie Malinaji uh, was was really uh, he would call out everybody who he thought. And I was like, wow, I, I'm surprised you didn't get in trouble for that. But, you know, he, he was uh, he was pretty open to what he thought, you know. So, But, you know, even Victor Conti, who with, with Balco and and who was the football players and everybody and he, he was supplying steroids for back in the day. But he went on Twitter for a long time and he was, he was you know, he'd always give his input on who he thought was juicing or what, what he thought, you know, looked like a steroid incident, you know. But this, I just... But I guess in this world, if you're not doing it and someone else is doing it, I, it's like they all want to one up each other, you know. So. Uh, well, I think the the issue with boxing uh, compared to other sports when it comes to steroids uh, or, you know, performance enhancers, you know, is it, it's you know it's a gladiatorial sport. These guys are damaging each other. You know, you don't yeah. need any extra. You know, it's already a violent. It's it's the most violent sport in the and, world. You go by death. You know. You know how many fighters you know, right? You probably know fighters personally, right? You know a lot oh, of them, right? Yeah, sure. because you know, if you're a fan, you know, the boxes are very, you know, public. You know, you get to meet, yeah. meet a lot of them. So you probably met some world champions, and you talk to them when they're 35, 40, 42, 45, and you see how much uh, damage. So many, so many of their brains have received through the years. Like you're talking to them, and you're like, "Oh, there's something off there. There's something slowed it." Like, like they they are getting brain damage now. They're adding, you know, uh, and and slurred speech. They can't pick the same anymore. It's like, and now you're throwing dudes juiced up on steroids, knocking you unconscious into the into the equation. Come on, man. And I have nothing against the sport of boxing. When when yo two grown men. Hey, we're gonna fight. I love the sport more than anything, but uh, you know, and they know what they're getting into. So, so if if their brain has you know problems later on, they they, they understand the risks. But when you they, they never signed up to get punched in the head by a, a beefed up steroid dudes knocking them unconscious. Nobody signed up for that, you know. Right. Yeah. Look, the steroids is definitely an issue in boxing. Um, but like in the Povetkin case, right? I mean, Dillian White, his opponent, got caught too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not defending uh, yeah. any of them. And yeah. honestly, I have no proof that Povetkin juiced up that fight. And if if neither guy ever got caught and I watched that fight, I would have been like, wow, that was the greatest fight of the year. Wow. Right. <laughs> you know? But like when, but it, when, when I, w- I went to Japan with Nonito Donaire and – 
that dude's just all natural. You look, there's nothing crazy. You know, he's just like, you know, he's like a thin guy. You would think the guy, like if you've seen Nonito Donaire at 7-Eleven, you'd be like, ah, oh, I'd punch the shit out of that guy fast. <laughs> and then, then he'd light you up and you'd be unconscious. You know, he doesn't look like these guys, you know. Like, you know, and, and he, you know, you see what a great champion is. He lost some big fights, but he won some huge fights. And he's, he's, a, he's a warrior and a champion, you know. I, so much respect for Nonito Donaire, you know. Well, what do you think boxing has to do to at least get that perception out of the way? Because they're already doing like VADA testing, USADA testing, but then when I, I read stories that come out, I mean, Nick, I don't know. It's, it's, all flawed. it's all flawed, yeah. And, but, and yeah. they have ways around it now. And when there's money involved, they want their fighter to be the best fighter. So they let it happen now. Like, oh, let that happen. You know, even, yo, honestly, I'm not, I'm not, but, uh, with the Pacquiao Floyd fight, there was some. What did he do? He did a uh, look. Floyd's know. done a lot of uh, yeah, but but he was silocaine on his hands so he doesn't feel pain. Yeah, I know about fights. that, but not not there was after the Pacquiao fight that he or before he was caught doing um, he got a therapeutic use exemption to use an IV, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, that's obviously to help him make the weight, and you know, so like. You shouldn't be able to do that. But also, yeah. not only that, both Pacquiao and Floyd submitted the exact same paperwork to have some type of, I forget the name, but some painkiller, right? Yeah. They allowed Floyd to use it, but they didn't allow Pacquiao to use it for his shoulder. Well, that's why that's why Floyd always fought in Vegas, because that was, you know, it's a gangster thing. It's it's, it's a mob thing. You know, you, you, it's a, boxing's a shady business, and his people are in town. It's like, it's like say you have beef. Do you want to go? Do you want to go settle some beef and and fly a plane over to England, or do you want to be in your neighborhood where your guys have all the guns, your guys have all the knives? You you know you make I'm that phone call. Yeah, you, you know Floyd's neighborhood is Vegas. That's where his people are. That's where his protection is. That's where he's looked after. That's where the other fighter isn't looked after. So that's why Floyd he could have sold out a, a two hundred thousand people stadium if you wanted to he was yeah. so big you know with, with the right opponent you know what you know what i mean sure. uh uh if pacquiao versus floyd that could have did it i mean i don't know if they have 20 jerry jones offered a lot of money to have that fight in cowboy stadium pacquiao but, but he wouldn't have been he would have been on you know he wouldn't have had his gang his boxing uh uh gang you know his his protectors you know yeah. so yeah it's a shady Probably. business I, I'm in the belief that that fight, like the whole process of Manny versus Floyd, from the wait, like five fucking years, you know, six and a to, half. to the fight itself. I mean, I felt insulted when I watched that fight. You well, know, terrible, terrible fight. The least amount of punches that they ever threw in a 12-round fight in that fight, both of them. It's a different era. It's a different era. Like, like think about it. When, when it was Sugar Ray Leonard, Sugar Ray Leonard had offensive skills, defensive skills, but they had this thing where they knew they had to entertain the crowd, you know? So, you know, if Sugar Ray was winning the fight easy and the crowd, you know, he's like, okay, let me throw some flurries. Let me go. You know, it's different when he fought Marvin Hagley at a three and a half year layoff. That wasn't his, you know, be all end all fight, but it was still more entertaining than the fucking Pacquiao. Uh, but, but, you know, yeah. when, when Floyd was there, and the crowd needed to be entertained. I mean, when Sugar Ray Leonard was there and the crowd needed to be entertained, he would put it up and, okay, now, you know, and he'd get a stoppage in the seventh. He'd do that, you know. Uh, and he could fight more than more than one style. Like, like uh, Hag uh, Hearn started outboxing him for a minute. And then 
you know, uh, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard said, now I'm going to fight aggressive and I'm going to fight this style. And he switched it up in, in two hands. You know, it's a different, different thing. Sugar Ray Robinson, he, he was able to knock you out with the right, the left. He was able to fight offense. He was able to fight defense. He didn't, he wasn't scared to get hit sometimes, you know, like he, he if he wanted to spend the whole fight not getting ahead, he could have, but that wasn't his, that's not their style. Their it, style was to entertain the fans, you know, and you know, it's, win. It's, it's, it's one, you know, you're mentioning Sugar Ray Robinson. And, you know, one thing Floyd likes to do is call himself the best ever, right? Yeah, well, he, every, every boxing historian knows that's not true. Yeah, of course not. But, but what I'm trying to say is this. So, look, man, you can get Robinson in a time machine and he could fight in this era. Right. Of course, of course. Floyd Mayweather cannot fight in that era. Oh, nobody. This dude, like just by this alone, right? He had orthopedic boxing gloves. Okay, those are gloves designed to protect your hands from breaking. Okay, yep. particular. They didn't have those gloves back then. Yep. Okay, and it Floyd couldn't do what Robinson did. Robinson could have gone fifteen zero in this era. Well, Mayweather couldn't fight over hundred fights in Robinson's era. Yep. He was too brittle. Yep. Yep. You know, it's too well, brittle. Well, 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 remember when they were like, oh, Floyd should fight GGG, and everyone's like, you're crazy. That's a big guy. What do you think Sugar Ray Robinson did? He'd go from little guy to little guy, then he'd go up and fight the biggest, scariest Jake LaMotta monster at 160. Like, he was fighting. Then he'd go up, oh, let me fight Joey Maxwell. He was doing all of that. But but, but here's the thing, too. When they say, oh, sports advance, and, and they, they get, you know, athletes get better in time, that's not true in boxing because – Boxing was more brutal back in the day. Fighters are more protected now. Back in the day, they'd fight seven, eight fights a month. They'd fight every single style, every single type. Rounders. Not even if you go even more back, twenty rounders, you know, or if you want to even go even yeah. further back than that, they was fighting until people were bored. Like, oh, you guys are all gonna die. It's six and a half hour fight. Let's let's call the draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I do want to just uh, retro boxing documentaries. Uh, he was a former member of Leave It in the Ring. Um, you were on the Leave It in the Ring network as a guest several times, like years ago. I'm sure you've done a lot of shows. So, but uh, Blood Now, uh, he's uh, retro boxing and documentaries. It does a lot of great like uh, documentaries. He has one about Pernell Whitaker. He's working on one of Salvador Sanchez. Wow. I definitely recommend you check those out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, they're out already. No, you can oh, go they, to his channel and they're on there. Wow. wow yeah, yeah. Great, great stuff. And he's working on the Salvador Sanchez one is not out yet. Um, but definitely a great channel to check out, especially if you want to learn more about uh, or just kind of just, you know, you'll learn a lot in those with those documents. Salvador Sanchez had that look, you know, because he had the funny hair and the nice yeah. guy face. I remember <laughs> before I really knew, I think, what year did he pass? 80, 82, 80, was it 80? 80? It was it 80? I think it was whatever, 82, later, late 82. 82 whatever it was, I was too young at the time to um, know, you know I, I don't even think I had seen him fight when he was alive, you know? And uh, I remember then when I'd start picking up boxing magazines when I was like, you know, 10, 11 or whatever, I'd see this funny face with this Afro smiley face and, and, uh, and I'd be like, who's this silly guy, you know? And then I found out that he was this monstrous killer, incredible, amazing fucking shit. Like that smiling face, happy guy could fuck up. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, like I learned about Salvador Ch Sanchez's greatness, like, you know, later on, you know, because uh, I just remember seeing his picture in the boxing magazines thinking he was a funny guy, you know, like, right. like you know, with that hair. And he always had that, that face, you know? <laughs> and then, 
Yes. But the poses, but then like the bow would ring. It was like a machine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. If you watch his fights, rest, rest yeah. in peace to the great, the great, great, great Salvador Sanchez, man. Yeah. The great Salvador Sanchez. And it's a shame that we didn't get to see what would have become of him, you know, like if he was Definitely. in that era. Because that era, the 80s, man, had a lot of so, so many great, great fighters, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say, man, I want to, you know, thank you for coming on. I mean, we've had here for like a good, like 45 minutes. Uh, don't want to take up too much of your time, but I want to say, man, whenever you want to come talk boxing, man, you're more than welcome. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me and thanks for helping promote my record because, you know, this is all I have is promo, you know, people talking, spreading the word. That's really, you know, we don't have big budgets to throw campaigns everywhere. So, so all of this stuff helps, man. So, uh, yeah, much love and respect. Yeah, no, most definitely, man. Thanks for coming on, bro. All right. Yeah. Good Peace stuff, up. man. R.A. the Rugged Man. Man, I could talk boxing with that dude all day, bro. You know yeah. What I mean? And he ruffled some feathers while he was here, man. I like it. Mm, I'm, I'm liking that. <laughs> That's big. He's, he's going to, you know, he's. And, and by the way, guys, All My Heroes Are Dead. Great album. Check it out, man. You know, check out that album. Great stuff. I can't wait to sh I can't wait to share this video. That, that was some gold stuff right there. I don't know. No Paul was getting mad, bro. Was like, 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 what? What did he just say? Like, you know, like No Paul punching the air like this right now. <laughs> little fans were getting ruffled, bro. Like, it's cool, you know. I still think I won the rematch, though. Hey, him yeah. and Chicano Prophet right now are looking like uh, um, the kid from Boys in the Hood. When he comes home, he starts punching in the air. <laughs> He's pissed off, man. They're pissed off right now, but yes. yeah, I I agree with it, man. I think uh, you know I scored both fights for Triple G, although I, I you know the second fight for me could have went either way. There's a lot of close rounds in that fight, but for me it was uh, for sure he won the first fight, man. In my opinion, I had a draw. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is what it is. Like it is what it is. Hey, Chief Funky, it's official, bro. They say, I forgot to ask him about Teofimo Lopez, but it's all right. Uh Teofimo Lopez, Lomachenko, man. What's well, up? It's official now. I thought it was already official, by the way. And then I'm like they signed it, okay. Yeah. So kind of weird how it all kind of weird yeah. how it all went down, but uh I'm glad that they officially put, you know, let me let me let me give you an illustration here, all right? pen to paper you know they actually got the shit signed and um we're on man there's no excuses now man all you guys that were going around hating on teofimo lopez saying he was trying to duck and all this nonsense the boy got his money that he wanted and he got the fight that he wanted he signed the contract he's in the gym he's talking smack he's ready to do this thing man he went on first take uh the other day and said look man i'm different from from the guys that 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 quit against uh, Lomachenko, you know, I'm not two weight division smaller, you know, I'm not just, uh, you know, overmatched here. He said, I have no respect for this guy, man. It's a fight and I'm coming here to fight this dude, man. I'm gonna knock his damn head off, man. I like the mentality. I like it, man. No now, fear in up? there, man. Exactly. Now, no well, what's up, Loma fans? What's up? Where you at? Because this dude's gonna get decapitated. All right. You understand me? Decapitation, bro. Like, like that, that dude's walking. He's not walking to the ring. He's walking to the gallows. That's where he's walking. Mm -hmm. Right. Simple as that. You know. But uh, hey, hey, uh, you're right though. He did ruffle some feathers there, but it's all right. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, it's all good, man. We know Canelo. We know his fans. By the way, like, like I know, like, I'm a I'm from a boxing fan's perspective, but a lot of casuals, you know, uh, that I know, it's a mix, bro. There really isn't like a consensus, you know, on a rematch. You know, the first fight, just about everybody I know thinks like Triple G dominated, but you know, I wouldn't say he dominated, no. But I just I, I think he won little, more rounds. Yeah, yeah, I think he won more rounds for sure. Um, but dominate? No, I don't think either guy has been dominated uh, first or second. If there's going to be any domination in the series, it'll be in the third one. Canelo will dominate the oh, shit Canelo out of him. Canelo will beat happens. the <laughs> shit out of him. It's not even a fair fight anymore, bro. Just, just mm-hmm. let it go, guys. Let it go. You know what I mean? Like, like Billy Joe Saunders is a tougher fight. Yeah, much tougher yeah. fight. Yeah. And, and by the way, this is why uh, Ari brought up a good point. I mean, everything they're paying Canelo – it do it. It's best to just split up. Remember, I was talking about it. Mutual agreement, mutual split. Because mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to talk about that next, man. This, this, the zone. You know, I haven't really heard you talk about it, you funky. You know, I gave my thoughts yesterday a little bit on it. So, go ahead and tell everybody, man. What you know? What do you think? This, this whole Canelo, Golden Boy promotion. He's suing Golden Boy and the Zone, bro. He's suing them both. Talk to us. Yep. Well, here's my uh, opinion on on the whole matter. Um, and you know, shout out to uh, a few guys who who informed us of what was going on last night. Um, breaking news. We had some breaking news here <laughs> on D Style's channel um, when the news came out. But you know, the thing is this, man. Um, the zone. You know, I've had my my criticisms of them. And they're gonna they're gonna remain the same because I just don't think that they know what the hell they're doing here. Um, you know, when it comes to boxing, um, you know, they offer a guy a huge contract, you know, a guarantee with guaranteed money. That's the first thing that they guaranteed the man money. So you know where I come from, that means you got to pay the man. You know, so um, you know they're having issues with. Uh, you know, the guys who, who we wanted to fight, the guy, the, the Advil urine dude, I spoke out against that. I said I didn't like the fight. I think it was dumpster juice. Um, I have no idea how this fucking guy is even ranked number one in the WBC. Like, that's just ridiculous to me. This guy's nothing. Nobody's heard of him. He's been knocked out by Chris Eubank, and, you know, he's fighting guys with, like, 31 losses. Like, how does this dude even get in uh, the top ten, let alone rank number one? Uh a terrible fight. I can understand why the zone said no to that fight. But then we got guys like, again, we talked, we just mentioned it. Billy Joe Saunders, I think is a good fight for Canelo. Um, he's got the kind of style. He's a Southpaw. Uh, he could give Canelo some trouble. Um, so I think that's an interesting fight. Um, even the, the Callum Smith is, uh, a good fight, you know, better than, than Advil urine for sure. So, you know, I don't know what the problem is with those two fights. I really don't know what the problem is and why they won't take those two fights. Um, but they wanna they wanted this guy to fight MMA dudes, Khabib and 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 Mazadoff and then and and the worst of the whole thing, Oscar De La Hoya, are you kidding me? They wanted this dude to fight his promoter, 47-year-old Oscar De La Hoya. Guys have been in the ring in over 10 years. I could come the on, man. Oh my gosh, that is ridiculous, man. These guys, they don't know how to promote boxing. Um, 
you know, they just, they're, they're terrible for the sport, man. They are, they really are. Um, I've mentioned this already before. People have been having a rough time watching Canelo ever since he's been on the zone. People have been calling me and, um, you know, asking me, you know, they'll find out literally the day of like, Hey, is Canelo fighting? Like, how do I watch it? And who's he fighting? You know, um, <laughs> it's terrible, man. It's terrible what they've done. Um, I'm not mad at Canelo for doing what he's got to do. The guy, you know, they, they guaranteed him money. That's the bottom line. They, they, the contract was a, was a guaranteed contract. Um, and this is why I wish that boxing was ran like other sports, you know, um, you know, let's just, let's just use, I don't know, I guess the NBA, for example, right? If a team signs a player to a, you know, a huge contract, you know, a max contract, you know, and after a few years, they're like, you know what? I feel like we need to move on from this guy. Maybe he's not as good as we thought, or maybe he's not, uh, you know, getting the team over the hump like we thought. So guess what? They could just take that same contract and just trade him and then let somebody else pay that money. Another owner could pay that money, you know, like, I don't know. Look, I don't know, and I don't claim to know how contracts and negotiations work. You know, I'm not that type of boxing fan. I don't give a damn about that. I only care about uh, the best fights and what's good for the sport. But if there's a way where they could do that, where the, the zone could just say, you know what, we don't want to pay him, we don't want to honor the contract, blah blah blah, let another promoter pick it up who thinks that they could do better with Canelo, or feel like they could do better matchups with Canelo. You know, like I think that would be a fucking brilliant thing. But I just don't think boxing works that way. Um, but that's you know that's that's the zone's problem, man. They should have never gave this guy the guaranteed money if they didn't want to pay him. So he's got every right. He's got every right to take these dudes to court and say, look, man, you guys said you're going to give me money. Give my fucking money. You know, like I'm never one of these dudes that uh, will hate on a, on a fighter getting money, man. You know, they deserve it. They put their life on the line every time they step into that ring, you know, so they deserve to get paid. So I'm not mad at Canelo for this. Um, my only issue was, again, with, with him trying to fight that urine, Advil urine dude. And um, but it seems like they already had a couple of replacements that were good fights. So, you know, DAZN, you know, let the let, let the man go, give him his money, or or do whatever you got to do, man. But, um, you know, he 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 deserves the right to that money, man. That's his money. They guaranteed it to him, man. So I'm not mad at him for that. I'm mad at DAZN. Yeah, the DAZN. I could understand that they want a big event that's going to make them a lot of money, right? But you don't like sell out like that. Like you you don't like just like turn this into a damn charade and. You know, like, I don't understand why the zone is doing this. You know, like, this doesn't make sense. You know, and, and at some point, hey, like, first of all, you signed a guy, right? You bragged about how you're the death of pay-per-view. You talked about how you're, gonna, you're the future of boxing, but then you don't want to give us boxing, bro. That, that's not boxing what you're giving us. You're, you're giving us circus shows, circus acts. Logan Paul against that motherfucker, like CSI, what was his name? I can't remember the dude's name. It's not important because these dudes aren't even fighters, but they're giving these dudes millions of dollars, you know? Ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Yes. All right? Of course that's ridiculous. The death of paper. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Oh, CSI, ESI, whatever the fuck the dude's name is. All right? 
KSI, is it KSI? Okay, yeah, all right, KSI, whatever, okay? So CSI Special Unit versus Paul Logan or whatever his name is, like, like St. Peter and Paul, whatever, I, I don't care. This is, it's bullshit. It's what it is. They're giving us bullshit. Do they really believe, like, if, if the zone wants to be the home of celebrity fighting and, and, and circus acts, and then just do that then. Stop pretending to be an app for boxing. All right? We're not, we're not a sideshow. We're not a circus act. That, that, that Mayweather-Connor thing worked one time. It's not going to work every time. All right? What about Jesse Vargas getting 1.5 for Humberto Soto? That's insane. But hey, it's their money. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, Paul, they got to settle this out of court. Look, it's simple. Mutual separation. That's what's up. You have to have a mutual separation. That's what you need. Just let Canelo go. And and you could do all the celebrity matches you want, and and you want to have a, two MMA guys box on your network, you know, let you do whatever you want. You know what I mean? I said he just bought it for a year, and that's why you don't pay for the fucking year. That's why I'm glad don't... I. Split... I'm sorry, man, but I was going to say I'm glad I'm splitting the bill with a friend. Right. <laughs> You know, I mean, we we both kind of decided, you know, since Canelo was the, literally the only thing they had when it first came out, we were like, well, you know, let's wait and see. But then he was like, but we'll miss a Canelo fight. I was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Let's just pay for it because I watch all the fights, you know. I watch and them all. So. And let me tell you right now, man. Um, I can't put too much blame on Canelo here. Yes, he wanted to fight Advil Urine, and that's a bullshit fight. I get it. These other fights are fine, right? They're fine. The fact that David Benavides wasn't on their fucking little stupid little list tells me everything. Because then it, it doesn't matter if he was ducking David Benavides or not. It doesn't matter at that point. Like... Because the zone didn't want that fight anyway. They wanted him to box Khabib. This is insane. And this is, by the way, and, and he's here, and I've talked about it too, and this, and Ari, the rugged man, brought it up. This celebrity era boxing has brought this upon us. All right? Every time I, I said, hey, man, give that guy a shot. He deserves a shot. Give it to him. No, but what has he done to deserve the fight? He doesn't bring in any money. He doesn't sell out stadiums. He doesn't do this. He doesn't sell pay-per-view. Well, that's the culture you've built. So basically what you're saying is if they sell seats, they should get every shot in the world, right? Well, no, that's not the way it works. Shout out to LT on that super chat. He says, God bless. 
Don't mute me on Chief Funky, cabrones. You won't get muted. You're good. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I can tell you what happened, but. Uh, Edging the Great, uh, do you believe uh, if he goes to BBC, he'll be able to bullshit fans like he currently is for BBC's going to force him to fight top competition? What do you mean? You want to answer that question, G-Funky? Sorry, I missed it. What What was the question? Oh, okay, here we go. Okay. Do you believe if Canelo goes to PBC, he'll be able to bullshit the fans like he currently is, or is PBC going to force him to fight? <laughs> uh, look, man, the thing is this. Um, I'm one of these dudes. I don't think that a guy needs to be in there with killers every single time he's fighting. You know, you, you still have to be able to showcase the guy every now and then, you know, like, you know, back when I was coming up, Oscar did it. You know, there was not a problem. Trinidad did it. You know, these guys were, I mean, Roy Jones did it all the time. These were like the top, top guys in the sport. So, you know, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, Advil urine, that's a terrible fight and he has no business being ranked number one, but I'm okay with him not fighting, you know, all the, all the dudes that are the best every single time, you know, like we get a showcase in between, as long as it's, it's a decent opponent, I'm okay. I'm okay with that, you know, but, um, you know, I think PBC is a good move for him. I do. I think there's some good fights there for him. There's Benavidez, there's Plant. Uh, there's a, a possibility that, you know, Charlo can maybe uh, move up uh, and fight him 168 because I don't think Canelo fights at 160 anymore. So, um, hey, you know, I think it's a good move, man, in my opinion. Uh, Canelo versus Tito Trinidad after the Deloya tune-up. That's insane. You know, Um so let me ask you guys this. So when you say, let, let me bring up the comment. Do you believe that if he goes to PVC, he'll be able to bullshit fans like he currently is? Or is PVC going to force him to fight top competition? Like, am I missing something? Or is Jacobs, was he not a top middleweight? Like, am I missing something? That's a good fight for Canelo. That's a really now, good fight for him. I don't understand. Well, what am I missing here? Was Kovalev not one of the top 175 pounders in the world? Am I missing something? Yeah. What am I missing? <laughs> I mean, if you want to, if you really want to put a microscope on it, I mean, yeah, you could say he was probably, you know, the most likely guy that Canelo could beat out of the champions there at 175. But I mean. He's still a champion at 175, you know? Like, 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 force them to the way they force a Charlos to fight all the top competition, force them like that? Like, hey. what, what, like, what are we getting at? That's a good point. That's a good point. And I've talked about that on my channel, too, about how these guys need to step up now. Credit to them. They're, they're getting in there with some good competition now. But before that, they were, they were literally bullshitting, like you said, like this guy said right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I guess my, my, my whole point is, I mean, I get it, but I just think, look, I, I obviously have my criticism of, about Canelo, and and a lot of Canelo fans believe that I'm like a Canelo hater, but but like for, for whatever reason, okay? But I got to be honest, like, I just, I don't see the big outrage with the last outside of, of course, Leon Smith, Rocky Fielding, sure, 
Name me one fighter that doesn't have those in-betweeners. Come on. Okay? But his resume is not that bad. It's not. If you take the last three years, I'll put Canelo, Canelo fought against anybody else. You name them to me. Uh, 2019, you name them to me. Yeah. I think he had a good 2019. I mean, the, this whole thing, ha- he was going to fight Golovkin a third time and Bill and Joe Saunders. You know what I mean? And then this this pandemic happened. But now, like, the, this whole, like, oh, Canelo never fights anybody. Not it's true. true. It's not true. I mean, I like I said, I have my you issue know? with uh, with him trying to sneak in there and and get that WBC strap after Benavidez lost it. Um, but I mean, other than that, there's I mean, I don't understand. There's not a whole lot to complain. You know, that's Benavidez's fault. No doubt, no doubt, it's his fault. But I just he didn't make the weight. You fuck. He didn't make the weight. No, I'm with you on that. I just for me. You know, in my opinion, I guess, uh, you know, I said I felt like he is being an opportunist, trying to jump in there and and take it while he lost it. You know, I, I didn't like the move, man. That's just my opinion on it. You know, uh, Mike, I would like him. You know who I would like him to fight? Kata Plant. Kata Plant ducked Canelo. He offered him the fight. He said, I don't have enough time. Uh, after that easy fight he had and shit. <laughs> that throwaway fight. Everybody gets on Canelo for who he fights. Look who Caleb Plant fought. And then he said no to Canelo. Look at who he fought. And he said, no, nah, I don't want to fight. I need more time. All right? Those are, that's just the truth. Benavidez, motherfucker, can't make weight. You don't reward a guy with a big fight after he doesn't make weight. He didn't make weight. He lost a damn fight. It's the way I see it. You know, I, agree, wanna... I agree with that, but I also think that it was, to me, it's a punk move, man, by him to try to sneak in there after he lost it, man. I'm sorry. Well, I know you disagree, but that's just the way I feel about it, man. Yeah, but you don't get to say it's a punk move because a punk move is not making weight. That's a punk move, okay? Not making weight, not being professional. You lose the right to say this motherfucker ducked you because you didn't make weight because you're not a professional. That's the way I see it with Benavides. No one gets to say anything. Okay, he lost the right to call out Canelo to say to play the victim and all that. He lost that. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to defend Benavides. I mean, he fucked up. But at the same time, for him to try to sneak in there like that, man, like I, I just feel like in my heart, I got to call it out, man. Like if I was Benavides, I'd be feeling the same way. Like, oh, now you want to fight for my belt, motherfucker? I had it, and you didn't want to see me. You know what's up? That's what I'd be saying, you know? Well, you had it, but you lost it because you didn't make weight, right? You don't make weight. You lose the right to say whatever. He lost the right to say it, G-Funk. He lost the right to say, hey, uh, what about me? And I'm like, nah, you go to the back of the line, okay? Beat the scale or go fight at 175, motherfucker. Go go fight better be it. Go fight at 175. That's what, I, that's what I think you should do. Hey, he could do that too, but... um. You know, the Canelo fights, it's a big fight, man. Him and Benavidez. Um, Plant also. Plant Benavidez or Plant versus Canelo. But, um, you know, like I said, man, I just, uh, I didn't like the move. And I'm glad that that fight's not happening, man. Because I'd be I'd, I'd be talking shit about it till, till the break of dawn, man. You know what I'm saying? And, I mean, you can say what you want about Benavidez. That's cool. But um, I think it's a punk, a punk move, in my opinion, man. 
I mean, you keep calling it a punk move, but I think it's a bigger punk move not to make weight, right? Is he a punk for not making weight? If we're going to call Canelo a punk because he he because he decided to go for the belt after the dude missed weight, then we got to call this dude a punk for not making weight himself. Well, I, would call him, I would call him lazy. I would call him lazy. I wouldn't call him a punk, though. So, so we're not going to call the dude, right, that hasn't really fought anybody outside of a Durrell, right? We're not going to call him a punk for not making weight, right? But Canelo gets called a punk after he fought you know, better opposition the year before. The guy who fought better opposition gets called a punk, but not the one that missed weight. Yeah, I think so, man, because, again, Advil urine, bro. Like, come on, you want to fight Advil urine for the strap and not Benavidez? To me, that's that spells punk to me, man. I'm sorry, man. I just the way I'm looking at it, man. From a, from a, from a man-to-man perspective, not contracts and all this type of stuff. Like these Canelo fans want to talk, you know, they want to put the knee pads on for him, you know. So, you know, I'm, that's the way I'm looking at it, man. All right. Okay. Look, uh, Mike says, sounds like you're protecting him. Protecting him from what? Well, 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 how, how am I protecting Canelo? Like, what are you guys talking I want Canelo to fight the best. Okay. So, like, for example, is Caleb planning out a good fight, people? He called him out. He said, let's fight. He don't want to fight him. Well, what, what do you guys want me to do? Don't get mad at me. Go get mad at Caleb Plant. Benavides didn't make weight. Go, go get mad at him. Don't get mad at me. I'm not the one that missed weight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's the <laughs> one that missed weight. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, I don't understand. How is that protecting him? Like, I wanted to fight a Billy Joe Saunders or Caleb Smith. The zone is fucking with them. They wanted to box MMA fighters. I want him. I wanted him to fight Benavides, man. I think that's a great, great fight, man. But you know, you want to slide in through the back door, man. I gotta call him out, man. I'm sorry. I gotta call him out, bro. By the way, it's not like it's not like he said, Hey, get me my spar partner in the ring. That was that dude was ranked and he was he was in line to fight Benavides, bro. Yeah, right? that's a garbage fight, too. Well, I agree, but he was, he was going to fight for the belt anyway. Canelo just put a – he said, hey, let me fight for the belt. You know what I yeah. mean? After Benavides lost it, though, right, man. That's the problem. Not, it's, not like, it's not like he said, hey, but uh, under one condition, I want to fight my sparring partner. That's not what happened. I don't know, it's man. What about, what about the reports, bro, that came out said he wanted the fight? The WBC said they didn't order it. This Canelo wanted it. The report – who reported this? I'm not sure who did, but, you know, hey, I mean, he's not all innocent in this. Like I said, I, I, I agree he needs his money, no doubt about it, but he's not all innocent in this either, you know? I mean, he, he, that's, a, that's a terrible fight. That's a fucking terrible fight. And, I agree. It, that's yeah. a garbage fight. You know what I mean? Okay, uh, of course, that, that, that is a, a garbage fight, bro. I, I get that. But they said no to the fight, right? And then the it's still a better fight than him boxing those fucking trash MMA fighters in a boxing ring. It's still better than that. I would take that over there. I would take urine over that. Up, that dude will beat up Masvidal in a fucking boxing fight. I've seen that dude like hitting Mitzi shit. He's trash. All right? <laughs> Garbage. So, uh, I'd rather see Advil urine than that shit. I would too. So, uh, I, I would mean, too. it's... 
that's what he's taking them to court, bro. Like, well, what do you want from these guys? Like, like in other words, at some point, people got to take a step back and say, you know, we got to stop blaming Canelo about everything. You know, like, so like maybe we need to question, like, you know, you know, these other fighters. Why nobody questioning Kata Plant for that obvious duck? Why, why no one questioning them about that? Why no one questioning Billy Joe Saunders, who did the same thing? Why no one questioning him? Like, like, well, why isn't nobody questioning motherfuckers that can't make weight? Okay, and they still want to fight Canelo after not making weight. <laughs> like, well, why doesn't he go fight Better Beaver or something? Hey, you know, it, you, man, there was a punk move by Canelo, man. I'm sticking to my guns, man. I didn't like it. I didn't like the so, feel of you know, it, you know. Did Canelo make him miss weight? Was that no, part of the conspiracy? No, it's not, no, it's not well, Canelo's fault. Was he or something? But it, it was his fault to, to sneak in, you know, once once he lost it, you know. No, no, no but, but in other words... None of this happens if a motherfucker just makes weight, right? So is it is it his is Canelo's fault that Benavides didn't make weight? Is it his fault? No, of course not. Okay, Canelo didn't make him eat that food. Canelo didn't make him, you know, not work out a day, whatever the reason well, is. Let, let, let me ask didn't you. Make, make cocaine the first time. Canelo didn't make any of that. Well, let me ask you this then. If you're in Benavides' shoes... What would you be thinking at the point? You wouldn't be like, oh, man, I shouldn't have done the cocaine. I'm a pendejo you know? for missing weight. That's what I would be thinking. Ah, come on, bro. How do you know, know wouldn't be in the mix if he made weight? How do you know hey, that? He's a champion, bro. He had the belt. No, but how do you know Canelo wouldn't have said, hey, I want to fight that guy? How do you know that? I haven't heard it. I haven't heard him mention his name or anything. Well, not now. Who lost his belt? Yeah, well, I mean, hey, I like I said, I don't like the move, man. I don't like it, and I'll I'll stand on that, man. I don't know, man. I think you started to convert, bro. Are you converting on me or what? You, you, you no, convert bro, to like, uh, uh, Canelloism, bro, or what? Did you get baptized in the River Jordan, Canelo, now or what? <laughs> Dude, listen to me, like closely, okay? Did Canelo like have anything to do with with this? Do not making weight. No, of course not. Okay. So in order for this conspiracy, in order for Canelo to conspire and, and get the bell without Benavides doing like or like Benavides has to fuck up in order for that to happen. All right? So he lost every right to complain about anything the moment he missed weight. Is the way okay. I see it. Okay. So you don't see it funny at all that you know, out of nowhere, now he's like, "I want to." I'm requesting to fight for that belt. Now that Benavides lost it to the scale. Well, it's not funny at all because it's an available belt, right? Okay. okay. It's I not think like, it's bullshit, look, but you know, I don't. I don't believe the stories that Canelo handpicked Urine to fight. You know what I mean? I just think he saw the vacant belt, and, and we still don't know, by the way, if Canelo was going to request a fight for it anyway. Because, look, he just fought Kovalev, and he said he was going to campaign at 168. We know he called out Plant. You don't know if he was going to call Benavides or not. We don't know that. I don't, like, think you so. don't know that. I don't know for sure, but I just feel like the moves kind of confirm it for me, man. Look, Black Caesar says this is the second time this dude loses his belt, bro. We can't reward guys like this that loses the belt twice. One for cocaine, second time for not making the fucking scale. We can't reward him by labeling him, oh, the guy Canelo ducked. So he gets rewarded 
he gets called the guy that he that Canelo ducked for missing, not making weight, and for cocaine usage, loses his belt twice. He gets meddled. Okay, you want to put him on the pedestal for and give him the gold medal of Canelo ducked this guy. You know that that's what you're gonna give him. You're gonna give him the medal, G Funky. Why don't you just give him the gold medal? Well, why don't you just do hey. that? Bring him here. I'll put it right on him, bro. Put him on, on the middle stage, everything, bro. Well, why not just see no boxer and give the dude a W then right now? Like, why, why don't you just do that? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. He, he, it's a stylistic matchup for Canelo, man. I don't, I don't think he wants to see that fight unless he absolutely has to, man. And for me, him trying to sneak in there after he lost it to fight Advil Urine, it, that shows it to me, man. That shows it to me. I'm sorry. That's just me. I'm looking at it, man. I don't like the move. I, I, I like David Benavides. But the dude's got to make weight. He's got to get his act together, and that's that's on him. It's not Canelo's fault. He got stripped. Okay, I never, I never Canelo said that. Though. Blame for everything. Blame him for everything. Oh, blame him for him getting stripped. Oh, Canelo did something to the scales, and so so he doesn't make weight. And Canelo had something to do with it. And I never said that. I that. never said that though. No, no, but like you might as well. No, right? like, no. If point, I want to say that, I would say that. I don't play. I don't. I don't play with words. Is it Benavidez's fault? Absolutely, it's his fault for losing it. No doubt about it. Had Canelo had nothing to do with that. I, what I just said was, I just don't like it. He tried to slide in there after he lost it, man. I wanted him to fight Benavidez for that belt, not take it from Advil Urine. You know? They might as well just give him the belt. You want to talk about putting gold medals on? You might as well just put the belt on Canelo and just say, fuck it, you know? Because urine ain't shit. It never was shit, never will be I, shit. I agree. I agree that urine ain't shit. But, but my point is, you know, you don't reward a guy like you don't give the guy the everyone is avoiding a medal when he gets like he like he uses cocaine, gets stripped and gets another chance. And then he does, he can't make the fucking weight. Like you don't get you don't reward that guy. Right. Like as soon as Nary couldn't make the fucking weight at 118, I stopped talking. Boom. Cold turkey about him fighting anyway. I said, I'm not even going to entertain him fighting anyway because motherfucker can't even make weight. Right. So, so like the way I see it, either move up or show me that you can make the fucking weight, and then maybe I'll, you know, we could talk about the Canelo fight. This is the way I see it. You don't reward guys for not making weight, like you know what I mean. You don't reward that type of behavior. This is the way I see it. I agree, and but that's see, that's not my argument though. My argument is not like well, you should fight Benavides now for it. Like I felt like he had his eye on the belt. This is the way I'm looking at it. This guy had his eye on that belt. He wanted that belt, but he didn't want to see Benavides for it. He waited for Benavides to lose it to the scale. I mean, if this dude, who, who did he fight? Angulo, this guy fought uh, the last time. If that dude had happened to fucking pull an upset, you know, land some, land some shit on Benavides and knock him out cold, I guarantee you this guy would have moved in there and said, oh, I'll, fight, I'll fight for it now. Just like fighting for Advil Uri, man. It's a punk move, man. It's a punk move, man. I think you know it. I think you Canelo fans out there know it, man. You guys just don't want to admit it. That's all. I mean, I, he lost the right to say anything about Canelo ducking him because motherfucker can't make weight. Like that's the way I see it, bro. I'm just gotta keep it real, right? Like he he he's been stripped twice, and you want to reward him with the boogeyman status? You know what I mean? Man, you didn't make weight. You're the boogeyman. Like, nah, bro. Like, nah, you, you ain't shit. You can't even beat the fucking scale. All right? The way I see it. You know, like Canelo was going to fight one of the champions at 168. He tried to fight Plant. It was getting narrowed down, G-Funky. Yeah, and that was almost there. he came available, he said, hey, I'll fight for that belt. 
He's not the only one, by the way, that Benavides signed up to fight for the belt, too. He, and guess who he was going to fight if he would have won that bid? Advil Urine, right? And I could guarantee you, you wouldn't be on here saying he's ducking Canelo if they would have had him fight Advil Urine. I could almost guarantee that right now. But, that would be the narrative. But you know, you could guarantee is that me calling dumpster juice of a fight, which is what it is. And that's exactly what I called the possible matchup of Canelo and Urine. Dumpster fucking juice, man. But... I, I want to see the fight, man. I want to see it. I don't know, man. I feel like you guys don't want to see that fight, man. That's what I'm thinking. I'm fe- I'm sensing a little bit of fear here, man. I'm sensing you guys. Oh, well, he did this. Oh, well, he did that. Let's just, what, let Canelo, let's just let Canelo slide in and take the belt now, man. I don't know, man. I think I think it's a tough fight for Canelo, man. Let's clear that up. Let's rewind. When you say I sense fear, fear of what? That he might beat him. Benavides might beat him. Might well, make you know I don't care about that. I don't care about that. I want to see the best fight, the best. Well, I'm talking I mean? about. I'm talking about a couple of these guys in the chat. Okay. Yeah. And Black Caesar, you definitely can. Making weight is part of the fight. That's why weight classes exist. You know what I mean? If you don't make weight in a way, that's almost like cheating. Like you have a weight advantage over your opponent, right? Like, like the, the, the you have to make the weight. If you don't, if you it, like, that's the way it is. The fight starts as soon as they sign. They get that pen and paper and they sign. Okay, it's time to go training, get your spar partners, do road work, and the lead up to all that, making the weight. You know, showing up at the weigh in and and all that, the stare down, the all that shit, the ref instructions in the back, walking to the ring, the stare down, all that, all that is part of the fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the way I see it. So if you're getting nervous and you go in the ring with nerves, you can't like, – like it is what it is. Like in this case, if you, if you don't make weight. That's it, bro. I see it as an L. You know what I mean? The way I see it. Like we got to hold these fighters accountable. We want to talk about holding Canelo. Let's hold Benavides accountable, right? I'm right there with you, man. I don't, right, I don't so think it's a good thing, man. It. Don't reward him with boogeyman status, okay? And don't, don't reward him <laughs> – Okay, with, you know, getting another title shot right off the bat. That's the way yeah, I see I don't, it. I don't want him to get it right off the bat. Uh, if if he fights urine, Advil urine for it or whoever for it and gets it, then I want to see Benavides get a shot back at it somewhere down the line. Might not be immediate, but somewhere down the line. I agree right. with that. I just don't agree with the way he went about it, man. I think that's some punk stuff, man. And, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm not going to change my tune on it, man. I just think that it's – uh. It's a punk move, man. I don't like it, man. Well, I'll tell you what. I think that, you know, I don't think it is. I'm not going to reward David Benavides. Sorry. You know what I mean? You know. Cool. That's cool. I mean, I, I, I agree, man. I don't think that – I think there should be some kind of punishment definitely for uh, Benavides missing weight. But – uh yeah, I just I don't like I don't like the move, man, from Canelo trying to sneak in there like that, man. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, I just think um, fighters have to be held accountable. David Benavides was going to fight Advil Urine, just you know what I mean. It's just that they stripped him of the belt. That was already going to happen. So no, Canelo didn't handpick this guy and request to fight him because he was already in line to fight for that title, right? And unless you believe there's some conspiracy to make him miss weight, right? No. No, and have Admiral Urian ready for Canelo unless you believe that. I just don't. I don't see. I don't see it. So you still don't see it. That's kind of weird that he would just all of a sudden want to fire for the WBA strap after Benavides loses it. 
Let me see. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, uh, man. I, I just, you know, and, and I see, you know, Joe Lopez 40 out has to jump in here. You know what I mean? Hey, it's, it's a good like, point. Good point. I don't get a reward after the, no, he did not get rewarded. He, he served the suspension. That's why the fight, that's why Golovkin had to fight, um, that one dude, uh, Russian. He did not get rewarded. Not at all. If anything, we know Canelo was clean for that rematch because you know Golovkin's side wanted him really tested. So, hey, just saying. You know what I mean? But he did get his shot immediately, though. He didn't fight anybody else after that suspension, and he went right in there with Triple G. What do you mean he got a shot? He was a champion. What do you mean he got a shot? He got the rematch, bro. Big payday. That, that fight did over a million buys. So, you know, you know, we got to keep that same energy. No, he served the suspension. You know what I mean? Like, you guys don't want Benavides to serve any suspension. You want him to jump right through the kind of fight. By the way, this is the second time. Second time. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. He's been irresponsible for sure, man. No doubt. But, you know, I, I don't I don't like the move, man. I thought it was I thought it was a, a punk move, man. Man on a man to man level, you know. I disagree. Like he doesn't get boogeyman status. You want to give him boogeyman status, you fuck you. You you give him boogeyman status. It's okay. You know what I mean? Like if you want to call him boogeyman, call him the boogeyman. You want to crown him? Crown him. Crown his ass. Right. <laughs> Nah, Black City, he was ridiculed. He's still ridiculed. You guys are ridiculing him in the, right now in the chat. What do you mean he was never ridiculed? Like, he, he is getting ridiculed. Till this day, the dude gets ridiculed. He still gets ridiculed for that. Come on. You know what I mean? Hey, we got hey, to we we hold it uh, out there like Benavides, bro. You know, we're holding it against him for, for doing coca, missing weight. You know, we got we to gotta hold this guy on the same, the same thing, man. He popped dirty. I know that there, there's – if I'm a conspiracy theory, some of these Canelo fans are some real conspiracy theories when it comes to that one, you know? <laughs> well, I, I don't buy those conspiracy theories, but at, at the end of the day, I mean, he gave his explanation. I don't exactly buy it, but he gave his explanation. And um, he did serve a suspension, and, you know, and he, you know, it's been tested ever since. So – I don't know what else you want the guy to do. Like, you know, like, well, what do you want to do? What, what, like, what do you want from the guy? You know? But he didn't have to build like, his way back up. Right? Pop dirty, you know? Hey, no. G- I'm not saying. Dirty. The WBC didn't make him pop dirty, you know? Hey. No, well, what I'm saying is this, right? On the eve of this dude missing weight and getting stripped, right? People already, like, because he beat this Angulo guy, want to call him some boogeyman, Right? And say, oh, Canelo, he conspired, you know, to get this guy stripped. And, you know, and I was like, nah, dude, dude lost his belt. All right. Like, I know you're not saying it was a conspiracy, but this, you know, I, I read some. All right. Not in this chat, but I seen them. So, like, the way I see it, man, um, I, I just feel like he, he, he can't get boogeyman status. Like, he lost that right. Sorry. Just, hey, just like I respect, I respect your opinion, then, but I feel like I felt like he was a little scared of that fight. That's just the way I'm 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 feeling it. Not that he's scared then, to fight him, like like like. Oh, I God, just don't like sense, his boots, you know. But I don't sense the same energy for like no one gets on plan about not fighting Benavides like this. You know what I mean? 
no, no, no one gets on. Me too. Yeah. yeah, like no, 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 nobody gets on plan for the way he avoided fucking Canelo. You know, like, yeah, Saunders, come on. Yeah. You know? Well, we 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 got on Saunders' ass for that. We called him out on that. You know. Yeah, like like Saunders, Plant, Smith, Benavides, thank you, Bosnello, have not fought each other, but Canelo has to fight all of them, right? These guys at one sixty haven't fought each other, but but Canelo has to fight all of them. Like I'm up for the dude. If you guys want me to go to a foxhole with you and be like Canelo, I want you to fight everybody. I'll be there with you guys, but you gotta have the same fucking energy for every other fighter. It's just that this is the way I feel about it. And yeah. I just don't sense that. I'm sorry. I agree. You know, I've always said I want to see the best fighters. I want I want guys to go after all the belts. I put undisputed up there, you know. I don't I mean jumping around weight to weight is, is good too, don't get me wrong. But I'd rather see a guy clean out a division, man. Those guys need to fight each other, you know? Oh yeah, but like who's doing that? Like like we have a couple of divisions, but who who's cleaning up divisions? In and around Canelo's divisions. Like everyone's nobody, saying, no, hey, nobody on, around there. You, you you have to sweep the divisions, Canelo. Like who else is doing that though? No, nobody around his weight class. I mean, we had Crawford do it at 140. Uh we got possibility at 140 again with Ramirez Taylor. Crawford, if uh you know, if him and Bob Aaron get their shit together, they have opportunity to do it again at 147. Uh, yeah. but they're just not doing it. And we've been critic cr- critical of that too. So I mean, you're right. A lot of these dudes need to keep that same energy, man. But I'm not one of them. You know, I'm not one of them. Well, it was a good discussion, G. Fuck yeah, I'm, I'm sure I won the debate, but it's okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> give me a one. If D Styles right, give me a two. If G. Funky's right. Okay. This is a, this is a, this is a, this is a, a setup here, man. I'm being a conspiracy theorist, man. <laughs> but uh, hey, yeah, Joe Lopez, uh, Usyk did it too. At cruiserweight, so you know, we've yeah, had it a few Usyk times. Did it, and does Usyk get credit? No, he still gets shit on. You know what I mean? Like, the dudes aren't consistent, bro. Look at that. LT one, Chris. Look at that. Chicano Prophet one. Okay, voting is closed. No right? brainers there. <laughs> oh, Paul A Stone. Look at this, G Funky. Oh, I got a couple of votes there. <laughs> Forty ounce says two. Manjo Lopez, 40 ounce. ING says two. No Paul says Juan, bro. Okay. Hey, I want to do this prospect watch while I do that. You know, uh, I think you saw my message there, Chief Funky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got it ready to roll, baby. So in about five to ten minutes, guys, we'll be having uh, HCP Uncensored on Chief Funky's channel. If anybody wants to jump on there, we can continue the conversation there. You know what I mean? But uh, shout out to everyone listening, man. If those that missed it, go back on archive and check out the Ari, the Rugged Man. Uh, it wasn't really an interview, bro. It was like a conversation. This guy's a big boxing fan, and it was great to have him on. Great to talk yeah. about his album and all that good stuff, man. You know, great stuff. Uh, check this out from Sonteo, man. Uh, I'm going to play this prospect watch of the week. Check this one out. Prospect of the week, Jesse Bam Rodriguez from San Antonio, Texas. He's a mini flyweight. He fought this Saturday and proved to 12-0. I believe he has eight knockouts. He is promoted by Tekken Promotions. His pro debut was in March of 2017. Since then, he's had a couple fights in Tijuana, and he's also had a couple fights in San Antonio. But 
it uh, he started getting heavily marketed when he was five and zero. He was on the undercard of a Triple G uh, card in Carson, California, against uh, Vanyensen, and uh, that was on HBO. Uh, in September of 2018, he fought in Ontario, and that was on the network Fox. The main event uh, for that card was supposed to be Victor Ortiz, but that fight fell through, and I believe Brandon Figueroa became the main event. In December of 2018, he landed on the undercard of Wilder Fury 1 at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. That was a, uh, I believe that was a Showtime event. March of 2019. He landed on Fox pay-per-view on the undercard of Mikey Garcia versus Errol Spence. That event was in Arlington, Texas, in Dallas. July of 2019, he headlined his own show in a city named Floresville, near San Antonio, where he's from. February of this year, he fought on Zone on the undercard of Mikey Garcia versus Jesse Vargas. And then for the first time in his career, he fought on the network ESPN. Just this Saturday, and he got a first-round knockout over his opponent. Here's what Bernardo Osuna had to say. Uh, Bam is the real deal, as he served up a three-piece tonight against a former world title challenger. Robert Garcia calls him the most talented fighter in his stable, and that is high praise considering the guys at that gym. Can't wait to see this kid again. Bam is the future. I'm Sontail on behalf of D-Style and G-Funky. Every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the show Hispanics Causing Panic on the Leave It in the Ring Network. Hey, great stuff by Sonteo there, man. Uh, you guys, uh, make sure you go uh, to ATP Uncensored. The link is in the chat. Okay, so just go ahead and head out over there, man. I want to thank everyone, man, that tuned in to ATP. 26 hcp 27 next week and tomorrow i'll be live with uh, blood boxing all right so he'll be giving away a ring magazine so stay tuned for that one uh this is d style boxing and for chief funky he's on uncensored right now and for everyone listening on the leave it in the ring network keep it boxing i'm out Honey,